episode 284 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my venomous co-hosts, Peter and Jake. Yep, that's right, Kurt. Um, on a foggy, dreary day like today like this, um, what edition could we have but the ugh edition of the cast? <laughs> I think it's very appropriate. Brava, as they say. Many many groans were to be had on this day. Ugh. Ugh. Many Ugh. fantasies were learned. Mm. What was that? Mm. Um, was, I forget what that turned. English comedy sketch was when they were talking about like the queen. He's like, can you describe it in a word? No. A sound? Ugh. <laughs> I believe that it exists, but I couldn't tell you anything I about it. I couldn't tell you. It's just that, that exists in my mind. Spartacus, thank I, you. I can't imagine, but like, sure, maybe if you're. It sounds like a John com- Oliver Daily Let Show. Let me find it. I it's bit. coming back to me. It's all coming back to me now. You're caught out of nowhere, and you're like stopped by the motorcade, the royal motorcade, and you're like, whoa! Well, there's a lot of guns around here all of a sudden. And it's bigger there's than no that, Chris. It's guns large. Guns in England. <laughs> no, they they're the ones carrying the guns. It's bigger than that, Chris. It's large. That's such an English joke. Such a good clip. It's from, uh, I guess, The Day Today, which is like just some British comedy show. But it's 41 seconds of just pure comedy. (laughs) (laughs) If you got a history book at home, take it out, throw it away. Everything else would be a that, Chris. It's I love that. I love that. That saying. is that is a great, great line. <laughs> I really want to use that. I want to use that in like a engineering meeting or something like that. Oh, that's oh, a, that's series an of a problem. Easy one to pull out in a meeting. Yeah, it's, whenever, it's bigger when than everyone that. Everyone says large. it's a big problem. Oh, it's bigger than that. It's large. <laughs> so easy. Like I could do it tomorrow. That's how easy it is. Yeah. I want I want to use that. I'll report back if I get any chuckles or groans or whatnot. Well, it's like EB. That's like our Easter egg. We we put it in wherever we can. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Electric boogaloo, baby. Let's go. Let's go. And we're coming at you live as always from the 2002 production room of a superhero movie that's called Venom Two that will be released in 20 years. <laughs> Maybe maybe nineteen. Okay. If we're if we're fast about it. Spider Man one came out in O two. I think we do it a great disservice by comparing it yeah. to this movie. Well this was written you know, with the leftover budget of that movie. You know, Sony said we got some scraps. Every, everything Sam Raimi cut from that movie yeah. <laughs> was repurposed for Venom two. Sam Raimi said, "You should, you guys should look into this Tom Hardy fella. I think he's got a, a bright future." I Tom Hardy is a fantastic actor, and I really like him. But he is the I, okay. I can't even say he's the worst Eddie Brock because Topher Grace exists. <laughs> <No>. But <laughs> and he's in charge of the KKK. Like what the fuck? <laughs> but he's not a good Eddie Brock. 
Allegedly. Sorry, allegedly. He's among the bottom two of Eddie Brock's. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, I I don't like Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock or Venom. Did you know that? He he voiced Venom. Uh they just modulated the shit out of his voice. So all those dialogue were just monologues. They were just it's, monologues. It's interesting of Tom Hardy to me that you know. Well, I mean, that makes that makes kind of more sense for for the character. But oh, trust me. I will discuss at length every single issue I had with this movie because they were myriad. Um, mm-hmm. But I will do so at the appropriate time. I've been holding it in for like five days now. <laughs> it's ready to explode at the surface. So, but we got we got a oh, rest yeah. of the show to do. So I'm going to hopped up on Duke Lax <laughs> and he's ready. He's 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 been <laughs> acting like Eddie Brock. Like he's he starts talking, and he just kind of fades out. And I have to imagine his inner monologue is like, Kurt, you have to talk about Venom movie. It's so bad. <laughs> Kurt's been turtling this Venom discussion for uh, it's for a, about a week. <laughs> a every little, every little, now little, and then we'll rant to it about it to my rabbits and they'll just stare at me being like, where are the raisins? Man yells at rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to explain to Theo why... It's a bad idea to have them as separate characters. And he just stares at me, wondering what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but mm. I digress. Let's get into trailers. We will waste no time to give and us as much time future. as we need to go through this. And uh, we'll start with Tick, Tick, Boom, which is not the song by, I want to say, The Hives. Um mm. It's the other play by the guy who wrote Rent. It's yes. his autobiographical play that was posthumously uh, finished up because he died in 96 from uh, a cardiac event believed to be caused by undiagnosed Marfan syndrome, which is a rare condition uh, this day and age. I, I'm not laughing at at him dying that's a tragic event i'm just laughing at the idea of labeling a cardiac event um in comparison with it being a movie trailer and i'm imagining the tagline being like the cardiac event of the season yeah uh it stars stars andrew garfield it's it's netflix trash um yeah i'm sure there are fans of of the musical that will appreciate this um, it's another Lin Manuel Miranda joint. Um, oh yeah, oh wow, yeah, directed by Lin Manuel Miranda. He, uh, I guess, yeah, I, I guess directed by. Like, I'm sure he had some input on the songs and the choreography numbers. Well, I, I feel like the man is like on a Tin Pan Alley streak where he's just like, got to crank out another movie score, got to crank out another musical. Everyone <laughs> wants me right now. You it's see, be, I don't, you know, I mean, I this is the time, right? I don't think he he would have scored this because this is an adaptation of an existing musical written by another dude. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that the songs are all what's his faces, um, John, whoever Stamos about. Not, he may have like given some input, John Larson, sure, but but just not like credited. I mean, maybe or... he did some like rearrangements of it. 
I mean, yeah, I'll give him. He probably had a large import on the choreography because yeah, yeah, it's a stage show, and I don't think there were this many large, intricate dance numbers in the stage show. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the music is all John Larson. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting them trying to again trying to pitch this movie the like the trailer because it's you know you already know how it kind of turns out and they just sort of tell it's a it's one of those uh movie in two minutes well yeah it's like any i feel like any biopic well i guess you would call this a biopic any biographical account suffers from the same issue of like you kind of know the history of this because it's it's happened. It's like what we talked about with the the Kurt Warner movie that's coming out. Like I remember this. It wasn't so long ago. It wasn't. I lived it. Yeah, the only uh, the yeah, um, Jonathan Larson is the only credited musician uh, for this. So yeah, uh, I don't. Know. But Great. yeah, he's getting work. I mean, they have Netflix signed Lynn manual transmission to a seven picture deal and they're they're cranking out all seven of those pictures real quick <laughs> yeah mini manual umbrella is going to be on like the top like number one Forbes list soon i mean he's got a i mean i mean uh i was about to fucking call it hamlet uh hamilton is uh starting another round of tours i'm i'm pretty sure is, uh, is he just gonna get like already. an oscar by volume he's just like you've you've produced every musical up for an That's Oscar. So we yeah. just, you're going to get one. That is why the Lifetime Achievement Award exists. Yeah. You've done I mean, a lot of shit for a long time. Go away now. <laughs> when did he start? I wonder when he started his shit. Like, well, he was he was a guest on Oh Hello the Podcast. Um and I think they they mentioned <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Oh, it's great to do cocaine. That was was an Uh, interesting... I don't even know. Did they come out with new episodes of that? I'll have to check. Oh, well, I think he started on Broadway. So, uh, I mean, obviously, he he did a ton of stuff early, early on on Broadway. Um, Oh, his first one was uh, In the Heights. Yeah, Yeah. 2002. Yeah, but it, like even before that, I'm, I'm, well, maybe, I'm assuming he probably acted then. I would he had to have. I mean, he's not that old. Oh, two. He's probably like fresh out of college at that point. Uh, right? He's 41 right now. Oh like, shit, 80. He's, he's a lot older than I thought he'd be. But yeah, it, oh two, he'd be right out of college then because he'd be yeah, 22. 22. Uh, work. Yeah, him, him, and uh, another guy directed uh, in the Heights. So Jesus Christ, I mean, like. <laughs> God, he must have just come right off out of college and then co-directed mm-hmm. in the Heights. God damn, wasted no well, time. I, I think started. also he might have he might have uh, like like starred or acted in in the Heights and directed in it. Oh yeah, of did course. There was it. a vehicle. Like, did a Hamilton for it. that? That's pretty common in Broadway. Yeah. How do you direct yourself? It's weird. As sliced it's alone. Easy. Mirror. <laughs> um so yeah that's uh that that's tick tick boom tick tock tick tock boom tick tick boom um, 
Oh, shit. I don't know. Uh, let's get another boring one out of the way. <laughs> Cyrano. Cyrano, yes. Uh, so we got of a love story. the de uh, fame. Love triangle? Love uh, uh, T-shape? Because, like... Mm-hmm. So yeah, Cyrano lady... de Bergerac is a classic. It's a classic play. I think it's I think it's French, um, from like the eighteen hundreds, and it's sure about shit looks French. Uh, ugly. It's about an ugly dude who's really fucking romantic and suave, but he's ugly, so the girl doesn't like him. So he gets a hot stand-in that he just feeds lines to, uh, to impress yes. the girl. I believe a lot. at the end. Huh? Sounds, this sounds a lot like the episode of Seinfeld where uh, Kramer likes this girl who works at a bookstore and Newman feeds him his poetry to impress her. <laughs> That's probably probably took it from that, at least in this, part. This movie is just a giant catfish. Yes. It's just Peter Dinklage catfishes lady. Mm-hmm. But the drama <laughs> is that the the hunk, the instamot, the inst- the yeah, old ye old Instagram dude. model also falls in love with the with the woman, um, with the same woman or or different yeah. woman. I mean, that's at least in this telling of it. I don't see. I don't actually no. know the original play, um, but in this one, hey. he's like, "I'm hot for her," and he's like, "I'm hot for her," and and then the one guy's like, gotta I'm, kill each fu- other. "I'm hot," and he's like, "No, but I'm like smart and cool." She's like, can I? <laughs> Which is kind of interesting because, uh, you know, other than the obvious uh, disadvantage of his height, Peter Dinklage is a yeah, classically right. handsome I mean, man. I believe in the play, like, he person. had, like, a just wonky face. He had, like, a giant, like, obnoxious nose. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking, like, hunchback level. I'm thinking elephant man level. Yeah. That, too. Hmm. Man, yeah, all they needed was like some platform shoes or something, or just like, hey, I'm just kind of short, dude. Just stand on the shoulders of the Instagram model. Easy. Yeah. Just get a giant trench. Haven't they invented trench coats in this? I mean, they had swords, so like they have to have (laughs) trench coats. They have dresses. I'm not sure I I see how the two are related, Jake. Please explain in detail (laughs) the connection between swords and trench coats. It's, if you're going to think of an idea like a coat but longer, you're definitely going to like already master sword smithing to a degree where they're manufactured at such a high volume. That's just all I'm saying. It's a simple two plus three equals fish kind of situation. <laughs> 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 Fell off real quick. <laughs> so yeah, romance story, get Get going to the theaters to see that shit. <laughs> if it's out in theaters, I don't know if they gave one of the taglines of like Netflix or Paramount Plus. Or not, if they did, anyways, I did not, not remember like it. This one, Paramount Plus, is saying, "Hey, hold, hold, hold our beer, Netflix. We got Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin." coming on deck oh for boy. you guys what is, so what's their selling point this time girl goes to amish people amish people kind of creepy this is, this, this is gonna be like the amish mafia so like yes what what number is this like the 10th paranormal activity <laughs> i think i think it's nine okay 
Maybe it's, it could be it could be ten. I just if there was a spinoff. I or only something. just skimmed the trailer, and it seemed like they largely abandoned the found footage premise. <laughs> yeah, it's not like found foot. Now it's like making a documentary. I mean, a lot of these were like quick shots, so I couldn't see if they were somebody recording it or something like that. Um, it looks like they're going to stick with that. It's probably going to be like just really shaky camera, like somebody's holding it, but it's like an actual yeah, thing. Yeah, I think. And then they'll have like a night vision camera set up or something. Definitely feel like the uh, Paranormal Activity franchise reached its expiration date a good four it movies had a ago. It had a plot, and it was convoluted. Holy shit. Well, the shit original involved. one was, like, the most profitable movie in the history of ever, because they made it for, like, yeah. $8,000, and it yeah. grossed hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, but once you got to the sequels, I think the whole thing kind of fell on its face, because the, yeah. like the premise... Of it being a found footage thing, like Blair Witch, and, you know, like, oh, is this, how much of this shit's, like, real? None of it, obviously, but, like, they, yeah. their viral so the marketing Sheen, campaign did yeah. a good job of sowing the seeds of doubt. Yeah, the found footage thing, kind of, like, the Sheen wore off, and they were like, okay, we actually have to come up with a story, and they, they came up with this plot about a demon, uh, like, infecting this, like, family. Um, in, in the women in the family specifically, and it would like hop from like mother to daughter, and so on and so forth. And they came from like this religious cult that would have this ceremony to transfer the body or the demon over to the kids, I think. And then there was some sort of like literal time travel at some point, of course, which was that's that's the market that's the sure marker of a franchise that's run out of ideas uh-huh. when they go to time travel i know the last movie that i saw the i think it was the one with like the hispanic family who found like footage of this family happening in like a book or something and they did some ritual and went back in time to like the first or second movie <laughs> and it's like you're in the basement of them and you're like holy shit that's the second movie it was actually a cool they're doing like aspect. a tenant it's just so you mean just like- when you take a look back it's like so movie? you're telling me they they did what Back to the Future Two did years prior, <laughs> yeah, but with ghosts, <laughs> ghosts and demons. Uh, so this shit looks uh, mid as fuck. Um, there's gonna be some simple jump scares. Watch it for Halloween. I don't care. There's there's better stuff out there. I think. Yeah, I'm not really qualified to assess the value of a horror movie i think they're all pretty pretty dumb uh but if it's your thing it's your bag. i'm sure it's as good as any other now what's not dumb is resident evil welcome to raccoon city <laughs> you're right it's not dumb it's incredible dumb <laughs> yes uh it's... they went they just did not care they're like uh, whatever his face was. Uh, who made the the other series? Anderson. Uh, f- yeah, whatever. Paul Anderson. Fucking uh, Mila Djokovic's husband. Yeah. yeah. Um. They Paul said it can't get any worse. Yeah. Um. We're going full schlock. 
pull put the put the schlock throttle up to full speed. We're just rocking it. Okay, I will give it this. It is attempting far more than any other movie with the Resident Evil branding to adapt the plot of the games. Yes, that we should we should say that that is it is going to be based in uh, more part on the games than unfortunately it is a slap shot effort that kind of melds Resident Evil One and Two together. Okay, so it stars Leon and Claire, and mm-hmm. the guy they got to play Leon looks nothing like Leon. No, um, I thought I was gonna say, doesn't Leon have blonde hair? Kind of like a dirty blonde sort of thing. Dirty and he has hair? he has he has more hair than this dude who has like a buzz cut. He looks he looks a little more like Chris than well, he does Leon. But uh, wait, was that Leon? I I think it was supposed to be Leon. I thought it was the guy with the black long hair. I and I thought that guy was uh, um. Well, they've decided to make uh, Claire Chris. the main character. Uh, yeah, which. Is a very 2021 thing to do. Um, and uh, they're in the mansion and they have the, the, the famous scene with the zombie eating the dude and turning around to look at you. That's from Resident Evil 1, as is the itchy, tasty uh, yeah. thing. Writing so on the wall. Um, slapping they... them both together. Um, they don't use the words T virus in the trailer, but uh, that's. That's obviously what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, the I, acting and casting, like everything about this looks really bad. And it's a yeah. shame that the one movie that was trying to make an honest attempt at adapting the source material yeah. got no muscle put behind it. Yeah. The uh, If you have any doubt that this movie was is not shooting high... Um, you know that trend where they take a pop song and they slow it down to be creepy oh, for the horror yes. effect? Oh, I forgot. I totally forgot about it until you mentioned. Yes. Yeah, What's up by Four Non Blondes? That's exactly what I think of when I think Resident Evil. That's the first song that pops into my head. That He-Man meme song. Just slow it down. Give it the creepy treatment. Horror movie. Very odd. Very, very weird. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. How about let's not? Um, yeah, th- this is like, this is weird because it's like the fans of the of the game are like, please give us a game centric movie. Studios like, okay, we give you a game centric movie, and then fans are like, no. this is dumb. No, not like that. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> not like this. And it's just, I think it's just going to be a big. This the gives CGI me, is going to take you so out of it. This gives me major doom. Annihilation vibes. In fact, so much so, I'm going to look up if it, if it's the same people who made this. Um, because everything down to the like, yeah, this is kind of reminiscent of the games to, um, the absolute fucking god awful CGI. It just all screams doom annihilation to me. Uh, (laughs) Doesn't look like it's the same people. They're injecting them with the 24th chromosome. But, well, that was the good doom movie as it turned out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
December uh, five, motherfucker. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta screenshot this. Just the, the pussy eye monster. <laughs> Not to be confused with the pussy the bu- eye monster. The pussy monster. Um, just very okay my mouse is just not loving i forgot about that the main character in doom annihilation was lieutenant joan dark joan of arc (laughs) that's so bad yeah yeah it's just so gross the ps5 looks better than the cg in this movie like we wanted the original game, but we didn't want the, the original graphics. animation. Yeah, we didn't want the, the original we graphics. We didn't want the, the PS One graphics. Although, if you made like a Resident Evil movie, like entirely in FMV level graphics, I I might be intrigued enough as to go watch that thing. Yeah, like it's all like first person night trap style Resident <laughs> Evil. Yep, so that's that's the fucking thing. We're going to have Chris, Claire, Redfield, and Leon. Yes, because uh, everyone knows that Chris and Leon were, were partners from the beginning. They didn't only ever first meet in Resident Evil 6. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the major selling point of that game or anything. <laughs> um. I don't know. What else do we have? We got plenty. Uh, so we have Red rock Rocket, through. the story of Red a rocket. young dog that can't control its directions. No, uh, no. <laughs> yes, but that is every, everybody's thinking <laughs> that same thing when they watch this trailer, and it's unnerving. I mean, it's not. It's not an entirely off-base summary of this trailer from from what that I guy can gather. Is, he's a real dog. Um. Dude comes. It's a twenty-four. It's so so a twenty-four. Small town boy who went to the city and became pornman comes back and uh, talks to people in his small town, and they have reactions to him, and drama happens. Love interest seems like he has maybe a very angry love interest uh, who uh, throws a coffee pot at a wall. And unfortunately, it does not say hot pot of coffee. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. <laughs> no, no Eminem mystical lyrical oh. rhymes in this one. Stars Simon Rex, who's best known for the scary movie, the later scary movie movies, and not much else. <laughs> oh, is that really? Oh, that's why it looks so funny. <laughs> He was in the- I thought this was a scary movie. <laughs> Holy shit, that's funny. Wouldn't shock me if the Wayans brothers were writers on this. <laughs> Things I never thought I'd say. Can't wait to see the new Simon Rex movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yep, tons of uh, Red Rocket jokes in the comments below. You can only imagine. Uh, South Park fans rejoice. Uh, the Red Rocket. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of interesting when you go to the IMDb page. The still of the trailer is Simon Rex looking at a dog. So, ninety percent sure likely. there's going to be a Red Rocket joke in this movie called Red Rocket. It's probably why it's called that. 
and that makes me upset. Oh, I guess he's an ex-porn star. I wonder what Red Rocket uh, merch they're selling on their website. They're not going to sell the video game like they or the board game like they did with Green Knight. <laughs> no, it's just a giant inflatable dog penis. Actually, that's uh, a little inappropriate, but okay, whatever you do, you Red Rocket A twenty four. Yeah, merchandise it, man. All right, that's all I have. Um, we got. We also got. Uh, let's see. Red Rocket, Resident Evil. Um, quick one for um, my hero, Akadema. School. Hero School. Boku no Hero? Is that what it is? Boku no Hero Academia? Yep. They're, I guess they're just just the X-Men now. It's just the X-Men. Yeah. No... I don't know. It just looks like generic superhero movie. Whereas I feel like uh, the show wasn't quite that. It was like more like they were still at school and doing school stuff while also being heroes. But now they're fighting superhero racists, uh, which is kind of weird considering in the lore of the show, 80% of humans on the planet have some kind of superpower. Even if it's a really yeah. crappy one, is that yeah? Did they change that for the anime at all, or no? That was I from is the anime. So- that's what I, I remember. What that was like the first <sighs> thing they say is like, okay, in the eighties, a kid woke up and he was glowing, and then eighty percent of the population gained some kind of superpower. Most of them sucked, but some like, of them were okay. That's just straight up like, let's get rid of the majority. Yep. Yikes. Oh. Well, it wouldn't be yeah, the and they're first like time fucking weird. Huh? That I said it wouldn't be the first time that uh, anime stole shamelessly from Western comics and cartoons. Mm. Try to pass. Well, it I don't want to say X Men because now they're just a generic superhero team that are school age people. Um, X Men was more about like gathering disadvantaged or like challenging well, kids who had X Men was uh, was a thinly veiled social commentary about the civil rights movement mm-hmm. magneto was not... the malcolm <laughs> x stand-in and charles xavier was the mlk stand-in and mutants were the black people stand-in <laughs> this is about about a hero school and they have superpowers fun. and they punch and deku has he has some kind of power so it is x-men know. just missing the entire point of x-men well except they're like normal school they're like normal regular yeah. japanese kids yeah just with superhero superpowers and then there's also the supervillains and they're just called the supervillain league mm-hmm. or whatever yeah and you have um all might i know his very power, little about this. his power one for all <laughs> and he's opposed by the villain who's got the power all for one and story about Timor. And Deku eats hair in the first episode. That's how he gets his powers. He eats an old man's hair. Yummy. <sighs> Delicious. Shows. No, they wouldn't. How to ma- doesn't kill them. People who are actually fans. Who didn't do the trick? People who are actually fans of the show are yelling at the screen right now. Probably. Um, but I mean, 
how it's this if what is this show if not how to mischaracterize anime in three easy steps yeah it's a it's a very lovable show though i have a lot of people who love the show yeah this is the um, this is the kids naruto now this is what they i was, get. I was yes. about to say a lot of kids like naruto that didn't make it any less shitty <laughs> mm. so this is this is what gen z has for their their teen oh, yeah. anime and they're having a second movie about it probably gonna do pretty fucking well they advertise dubbed and subbed on the trailer so you can go and you can watch your uh your full your full screen experience with subtitles um they did release a final trailer for dune just reminding you that that's coming out <laughs> soon or is out uh, or has been trailers. out if you're uh, not an american yeah, I've I've heard things, not really any consensus. So it seems like it's going to be a bit like the first Dune, where there are people who love it and people who hate it. Yeah. October twenty second. But do we get? Make sure you brush up on your vocab for Dune, because you got to know what spice is. The spice menage. Wadib. Spice mines. Yes. I I really hope there is as much whispering as there was in the first one. I'm curious if they're going to do that, if they're going to go that far to mimic the first one and just have tons of inner monologues, I don't or if they're just going to speak those monologues. I would, I would hope they learn the lessons of the first movie. I want a shot-for-shot shot remake. I don't know. The Spice. <laughs> the Spice Mala. Well, I guess we'll know very quickly if there's a, a floating head that exposition dumps you for 15 straight minutes at the beginning of the movie. Yes. We we stand for that head. Go now to planet Arrakis, <laughs> the planet of the spies. The spies, which is this, that, and the third, <laughs> for like fifteen goddamn minutes. Granted, it was kind of necessary because I would have been even more oh, yeah. lost had that not happened. I was still fucking lost, <laughs> but there's a reason why they gave people a fucking pamphlet. To explain what was going on in the movie when it first came out. But, like, that's a challenge with the source material. Because my buddy Ethan, who's read many of the Dune books, has told me that the first book, like, the first half of the book is basically just a glossary of terms. Just figuring it out. I love reading uh, the Britannica encyclopedia and shit like that. So, hey man, just you I say love that, just but thumbing through that bitch and just but we all learning. Did do we not all have those giant cross section books when we were kids, like those DK cross sections, where you could look at all the Star Wars ships yes. in yes. like fucking fine detail? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Elementary school, Dude. Kurt theorized he could. Potentially build one of those, <laughs> given the materials. <laughs> I think, given the same materials of that universe in the physics of that universe, yes. Why not? An attempt, sure. an attempt was made. Plans Will they gone. ever make a book like that again? Like a series of books like that? Because they had the Star Wars, they had the Titanic too. They had like, uh, you know, naval vessels. Um, they, I think, feel like they had like tanks and stuff like. They've got to have some shit on like QVC or some of that. I feel like, like remember the old. Old commercials that would sell you the, uh, like, all those different massive books about encyclopedias and shit, animals and whatever. Mm. 
Yeah. I think those are a thing. I'm sure. We're just not really in, to unlock in the, the Stephen Beasties. Stephen Beasties Incredible Cross Sections. Good okay. god damn. I don't think I had those. I had Captain Underpants. Yeah. Oh. That's no, Jake, right like, there. for, for people... Flipperamas? Ooh, sheesh! <laughs> if you're looking for that content and you're a kid, like, there, this oh, shit yeah. was so fucking detailed. They made a book about this. Like, That's crazy. Like, one page could last you three hours. <laughs> oh, sure. The ultimate shut your kid up book. As long as they are into science, you're like, here, There's so here's much the actual words. fucking plans for the Titanic illustrated. Yeah. Go nuts. Got a lot of five star reviews on Amazon. 4.8 out of five, 90% five star review. This is how I'm going to plan my heist, my heist in the future. I'm going to get one of these. And I'm going to go find the cathedral it's based off of. I'm going to be like, this is how I'm going to plan my am I escaper. I'm going to go through here. Thanks. And I'm just going to leave behind that book at the crime scene. <laughs> like the sports almanac in Back to the Future? Yeah, exactly. And I'd be like, how did he do it? Oh, it must have been this. Um, On to the follow-up. In the number one spot this week, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, opened with a very respectable $90 million. Did that be Chang chi it might have. I don't know. It's close. I don't. Well, I don't know because didn't Shang Chi open on a holiday weekend? It did. Yeah. Uh, hold on. So okay, yeah, Labor Day weekend. Um, so here's just the normal. Oh, just the weekend, Shang Chi pulled in seventy five million. Uh, however, I think Shang Chi beat it on the holiday weekend. Yeah. Numbers. The second week, however, will show the clear difference. Yes, the, the I I yeah. predict a precipitous drop off of this uh, this high point here, especially with Bond Venom. coming out next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's hyped about Bond. I, as far Bond. as James Bond movies go, it looks pretty good. I don't I have a ton of interest in the James Bond series, but even I'm a little curious about this movie. It's Daniel Craig's last. Mm. Uh, Last ride is James Bond. And then they're going to replace him with a woman, or even worse, a black man. Oh! No. Wallace, Wallace Shaw is going to be the new James Bond. Um, Tom Hardy is going to be James Bond. Coming in a close I mean, he's second. English. <laughs> in a distant second place, we have The Addams Family 2. $17.325 million in 4,200 theaters. Uh, we've been participation dunking on this movie for weeks, so of course it's going to be our spotlight film. We got to we gotta get to the bottom of this. And, uh, well, it's, as positively it reviewed it? as the first Adams Family somehow was, uh, this was not. 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, Common Sense Media, 3 out of 5, 68% of Google users liked it. Critics' consensus is altogether ooky and not in a good way. Audience says the story's short 
the story is sort of thin and doesn't really capture the character's classic flavor. But as family friendly viewing option goes, Adam's Family 2 mostly delivers. Has an audience score of 71%, which just goes to show you people are stupid. Um, and we'll find out just how stupid some of these people are as we venture into the uncharted waters, except we've charted them quite well, of IMDb user reviews. <laughs> Where real people submit real reviews, leveraging the real reviewer traits. They were bred fresh for this purpose and this purpose alone. They escape their cages that they can't see through long enough to Mm. clack out the reviews. They're creepy and they're kooky. They're altogether spooky. They have watched all these movies. The IMDB guys. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da. Da, 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 da. It didn't. The haters will give it a nine out of ten or whatever. <laughs> Fuck! I forget. I flubbed it at the end. Bold What's dog. the thing they always say? Don't pay attention to the haters. That's don't, one. Don't listen. To you that you remember that? You remember that? You will circle back. We'll re-record it, and then we'll we'll have that Splice like just on in. a soundboard for every time we do this. I will, it's my official request. Uh, Bulldog1721. He's been reviewing since before moving pictures or America existed. Um, <laughs> as a 9 out of 10. Adams did it again, baby! There's no baby out of that. That's my editorial. Um, October 1st, 2021. From the moment Adams Family 2019 was released, this movie has been a cult classic in my eyes. However, this is a sequel that I thoroughly enjoyed and had a blast watching. One of the biggest things I adored was the storyline was way more developed than its predecessor, and the character develop was average for a sequel that got mixed reviews. I'm not sure how he feels about this movie, to be honest with you. The animation was... So good and average. The animation was very crisp with a blend of 2D and CGI. Really made this movie very fun to watch. Also, the main antagonist was a genius to watch develop during the second act. Also, Festa turning into an octopus was a on-par subplot. Spoiler. Overall, I enjoyed watching the sequel, and I consider this movie as a cult classic. Don't care about critics or negative reviews. Just go to the movie with zero expectations. This is a fun and wild ride to enjoy. 1 of 12 found that helpful. I can see Bernie making that review. I've been to the movie theaters. Just all, it just all turns family. into Bernie with me. I don't know why. Adam's I guess that was more too. more generic Jewish guy. Bernie's a little more gruff. He's like, I have seen this movie. I consider it to be a cult classic. A cult classic. Just like a pastrami on rye, you cannot get much better than that. Especially if you go down to Flanagan's on 48th and Broadway. <laughs> Tell them Bernie sent you for your 20% discount. You have to get that right so, honorable mention uh, to the one out of ten over here from Super Lit Mario. So not halal mode. Terrible. What the fuck has Adam's family come to? Waste of time zero. Uh, but that is not my review because that was just me going, haha, that's funny. This is the real review. One out of ten. It was so bad by Air Bvrnix. 
They shout out so many celebs, which was so unnecessary. There were so many random scenes with with made no sense. There was so many. Oh, does Bruno Mars is gay? Oh, no, Jake hit something. Sorry, I I I read like the top sentence and I read the bottom sentence. I should have read the fucking meat and potatoes. My bad. Uh, these are the thoughts of Air Bivernix and not myself. <laughs> there were so many random scenes with made no sense. There was so many black people, which is probably because of BLM. <laughs> there was a scene. <laughs> As we all know, black lives not only didn't matter, but didn't exist before BLM. <laughs> what? Does that, does that make it black? Ba- why does it make it In bad? my movie? Sir, there's people that are black in my movie because of BLM. They're funding the movie. Why does every one out of ten always revert to racism in some way, shape, or form? Oh, no, but they all really love a movie that came out in 1915. <laughs> <laughs> there was a scene that's <laughs> I can't get over that there's so many black people probably because of BLM there was a scene that said I've been social distancing since birth I think that kinda has something to do with coronavirus the movie makes fun of fat people because they made the girl a pig two out of three found this helpful so let me get this straight. Fat people should be a protected class. Black people, get them out of my movie. <laughs> get them out of my movie. They made the girl. They made fun of fat people, probably because of fat lives matter. <laughs> I got it. How far are we from having an actual fat lives matter movement? Could not tell you. I'll sign up in a fucking instant as long as there's a free T-shirt involved. It's anti-fat. Anti-fat. Far less threatening. <laughs> they go to, they run up. It takes them a while to commit their acts of terrorism because when they run up with their fucking milkshakes well, full of the cement, they're just. <sighs> well, it's very well known the rascals have a top speed of like twelve miles per hour in city limits. What, what do we want? GPS that Equality. When do we want it? Just a second. Just just a <laughs> little bit. A little winded here. Uh, PB Starman. Uh, with his 4 out of 10 review. Uh, movie Schlager. Uh, the animation is superb. There is some good humor in the movie. Overall, it is completely lame and forgettable. The weird creatures toward the end were just too much. Hard to watch. I kept really wanting to like this movie, but I didn't. So save your money, skip this, or watch it for free on a streaming service so you are not mad at yourself for paying to watch it. I am only giving it four stars due to some laughs and quality animation. One out of one. They they found it and they liked it. It's 100%. It. It's like the Jet Super Bowl conversion rate. One out of one. <laughs> Cha-ching. Unlike Buffalo, who's lost four straight Super Bowls. <laughs> this is our year, baby. This is our year. 
straight to the Super Bowl, and then we're taking that Super Bowl home, <laughs> and we're eating Cheerios out of it and on Allen Street. It's not a bowl. What's uh? What's fucking Buffalo's yeah, drink? Well, when we get it's done like, with it, it is. It's like gooseberry. What? What the fuck is? Oh, Loganberry. Logan yeah, oh. they're gonna fill it up. Oh, to yeah. bursting with Loganberry. May your cup overflow. Yeah. Loganberries. Is that yeah. Kellogg's or Post? <laughs> yeah. Lo- no. <laughs> Loganberries. Uh. Is Wolverine the uh, the mascot for the Loganberries? <laughs> Cereal. This is a fucking berry. <laughs> uh, big O, B I G O U G H thirteen. Big O has a nine out of ten review of the Adams Family too. Who are you writing the review for? Question mark. Submitted October third, twenty twenty one. The movie isn't made for adults. Writing review on what you thought is completely irrelevant. <laughs> Hot kettle. <laughs> I would I I really would I really wish that that was it, but unfortunately, there's a second paragraph. Yes, I agree. The movie was not a good one for me. Mind you, nine out of ten. Ellipses. But my eight-year-old son absolutely loved it. He was cracking up the entire time. That's all that should matter. Two out of nine found this helpful. Mm. I guess that means that Elsa Gate is now prime. It's uh, prime YouTube content. Should be on the front page all the time. I, I know what Logan Berry is, Jake, but I just... Those are, those are the two. It sounds like a fucking cereal. Mm-hmm. It's not a cereal. Jake, I'll try to put it in cereal. It will not taste that great. Jake, I, I dislike I why this, so, this drink is only available in like one town in America, but there are two brands competing within that town. I know it's just, capitalism. Just move it to another town. <laughs> Competition, baby. They probably have a. They probably have a duopoly, though. It's about the Mets, like, hey, baby. <laughs> maybe we'll have the sales in the spring and the fall. You have the sales in the winter and the uh, summer. You know, hey, little, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Gobble, have, gobble, a, have a beef on. Give me some pierogies and chicken wings. Have eh? a beef on whack. Oh yeah. Have a beef on whack. Hey. Pass me the Labats and I'll just go run out to Hortons and bring it back some bagels and donuts, huh? I guess you are closer to Ontario. I'm, I grew up closer to Quebec. Yeah. That's Molson country. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's Buffalo's Big Labat. Actually, I've been going to a few, not to get off topic, but I've been going to a couple of uh, Bill's Backers bars uh, in Baltimore and D.C. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all have Labatt Blue imported in from the Sunday football games. <laughs> Special for this crowd. I am. I am Are they tailgating outside the bar? No, I'm tailgating inside the bar. <laughs> I wish. That'd be fun as shit, though. Um, and we don't play the Ravens, so we can't go tailgate at the Ravens Stadium. That'd be so halal mode. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, one out of ten. Pewter dude says disappointing and insulting. This movie is an insult to the Adams family canon. The weak and unaspiring storyline is the least of the problems. The so-called music is absolutely horrible. The sly nod to Lurch being gay is a complete disgrace and an insult to humanity. 
the kind of signal this movie is trying to send to our young people. Or what kind of signal? Yeah. If you have not seen this movie, don't waste your time on it. A perfect 100% 2 out of 2 found this helpful. Lurch cannot be gay. Not allowed. Just cannot. Can't do it. I mean, honestly, I don't want to view Lurch as a sexual being. So no, no. I guess I kind of agree with that in the sense that I don't want Lurch to be any kind of sexual. Uh, but gay is no more objectionable than Lurch anything. Gay, <laughs> Jake. Lurch you're gonna go straight to rule thirty-four. <laughs> Jake. Oh no, Jake's rule he's 34? giving us some faces here. I'm gonna move away from this before Jake gets too into it. Um, with SLH's, uh, SLH 91868, uh, therefore out of 10 review, uh, what happened? The question I kept asking myself the whole time during this movie, what's happening here? It was as if a team of writers sat in a room all day, trying to throw any and every storyline at the wall while trying to see what would stick. This movie felt like it was made in a day. The animation is wonderful, but really, what happened to the storyline here? My family loved the first movie, but this sequel is really disconnected from the first. So many random scenes that didn't make sense to be included. Wednesday's sibling pranks on Pugsley were super dark, twisted, and went too far this time. If you're going to adapt this family from real life to animation, it needs to lighten up. I feel kind of bad for the actors in this movie. The storyline didn't do the characters justice at all. Again, everything felt so forced and disjointed. Watching it felt like trying to wake up from a random dream that you hope to make sense of later on. Sad that it wasn't better. Eight over ten. Well, that's, that's the Adams Family too, baby. Yeah, Jake, I didn't have any intentions to look up Rule 34 Lurch. That's not not typically how I spend my afternoons. Don't. All right. Okay. Um, Done. I, I've actually completed that right now. That objective has been fulfilled. Tick that one off. How many XP do I get for that? Is uh, it like GTA 34. where you lose the achievement if you ever cheat during the game? <laughs> Down two spots into third is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. 53.1% drop, $6.1 million take. The Many Saints of Newark debuted to a $4.65 million gate. Good enough for fourth place. Dear Evan Hansen slides down three spots to fifth, a 66.8% drop. Oof. Free guy down three spots as well. $2.262 million. Candyman hanging on in the top ten down three spots also. And uh, bringing in $1.26 million, if I didn't say that already. Jungle Cruise down only two spots. 59.2%. $703,000. Good enough for eighth. It's made $211 million worldwide. Uh, Chalmura put three. It's Bollywood, in case you couldn't guess by the title. Uh, brought in a whopping 
$644,000 in 90 theaters, which is actually the second highest per theater take in the top 10. Uh, the distributor is Rhythm Boys with a Z Entertainment, which is my new favorite production company. Rhythm Boys. <laughs> uh, the Jesus Music. Who would have thought that Jesus Quintana from The Big Lebowski would get a second movie so fast? Uh, actually, I don't know what this is about. Documentary reveals Jesus Music's untold story. Okay, I guess that's a group. Uh, it's Lionsgate movie. Okay. Uh, Titan opened in 11th. Uh, 533,000. Cry Macho fell seven spots and dropped 75% and was booted out of almost 3,000 theaters. Oof. I don't think Life Alert's going to save this one. Nice. It's fallen. Nice. And it won't get up. All right, let's move on to gaming news. Back for Blood streamers will have to turn off licensed music to avoid copyright strikes. A warning that I will be sure to heed. Uh, Turtle Rock issued a warning about the risks of the in-game jukebox today. Oh. Good job, boys. I mean, better to give them the heads up. Rather than, you know, which is kind of happening. Can't they just patch that? I mean, you can take out the music, yeah. But, like, that's what... This is all about like licensing, you know? It. Well, I, I feel like it'd be, it'd be nice to at least put in a setting where you can... I think they've done that for other games, which is, like, replace... I think, I think it um, is a setting you can music. turn off the licensed music. Oh, okay. I think that's what they're they're describing or suggesting you do. Oh, turn off license. Okay, not play without sound. I, I, for, I for some reason, I thought, um, like, mute the <laughs> mute the stream if it's going. Okay, never mind. That's nice. Better. We got copyright struck on, well, not striked, but we did have the, uh, I think, audio on certain mm-hmm. portions of our last Kingdom Hearts episode disabled because we watched the full credits with the simple and clean on it. Mm. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Diablo 4 gets a new game director, which is always a sign that game development is progressing smoothly. Yep. Uh, when new director in... means new game. <laughs> uh, Joe Shelley is the man for the job. He's been with Blizzard since 2005 and previously worked on WoW and Diablo 3. Um, That's a, Joe Shelley is the name of a man who gets his office meatball subs on like a Wednesday. Yeah, I'm he getting meatball subs for the office. You want anything? I don't know. He looks more like a guy who would get, like, weird specialty pizza. Like Italian hot dog. And only Italian yeah. hot dog. It would be from his restaurant, like a restaurant that he likes that no one's heard of. He brings it in. Yeah, it's the same, like, hole-in-a-wall pizza joint he's gotten dinner every Friday at for 15 years. And no one else. He's, like, the only customer. He's why they're in business. Mm-hmm. I think he's the type of guy that orders around for the table, insinuating that he'll pay for it, and then it, ask everyone and to then leave yeah, somebody yeah. with the bill. Uh, yeah, or yeah, or that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had this one. You had that one. Hey, Scotty, how much do I owe you? Oh, Ten bucks is good. <laughs> Scotty, it's a one-way street. It's just overestimating it. Oh, yeah, leave a room in for the tip. 
then he pockets a tip and then shorts him. Diablo 4, everyone. <laughs> Directed by the man who steals Sigma grind set, everybody. <laughs> After we thoroughly assassinated this man's character that we know nothing about, <laughs> just based purely on his appearance. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, FIFA might not be FIFA next year. Um, the EA is considering renaming its enduring football franchise. EA, when people said that they'd like you to change up FIFA, that's not it's what not. they meant. <laughs> Just just sell a season pass. That's all you have to do. It's less work for you if you just sell a season pass. And it actually makes sense. Because soccer has seasons. Well, the same could be said of all sports games. Now, the question is, could they charge $60 for roster updates? Which effectively is what a new version of Madden or FIFA is. But if they just had the same game and continually sold $60 season passes that were little more than roster updates, would the fans still buy it? Probably. Yes. I mean, if they're still buying FIFA and Madden at this point in time, there's nothing you can do to get them to not buy FIFA or Madden. Yeah. I feel like if, if it would be really easy, even, I don't even think you need to include any features, but if, you know, it, it seems like it would be pretty simple to be like, Oh, okay this team is doing well in this game season, so they'll get, like, buffs or whatever if you play them, you know, or some sort of basic level fucking tracking. Um, check your goals over the season, so to make sure you're engaged and playing, just do, just like Fortnite does. Just just like Fortnite does. You can, you can adapt this model right into the active, um, the game-as-a-service model. Just slots right in. Yeah. Uh, Randy Pitchford is leaving Gearbox Games to focus on Gearbox movies. He is still the head of the company overall. Um, you gonna get Gears of War, the movie? Wait, that's not what Gearbox does. No, that's epic. It's Gears of it's War. It's epic. I'm. I. I heard the word gear, and my brain short circuited. Borderlands is Gearbox, <laughs> and of course they're. Their most famous game, Aliens, Colonial Marines. <laughs> AKA. They really want. We defrauded Sega. Sega. <laughs> we defrauded <laughs> Sega to fund Borderlands 2's development. <laughs> oh, we should. Tr- I feel like we should try and play one episode of Aliens, Colonial Marines. I'm down. I've played worse games on the show. Um. Yeah, so he said, congratulations to Steve Jones, who has become president of software at Gearbox, at the Gearbox Entertainment Company. Um, So he's still, like, CEO, but he's also overseeing operations of their new film department, which I would assume the Borderlands movie is being put out under. Uh, AMD is reporting that Windows 11 may be causing a performance dip of up to 15% on Ryzen CPUs. Um, That is in the most extreme case. Um, Typical performance impact is 3 to 5%. In certain esports titles, they are noticing the 10 to 15% reduction. Um, I, for my part, I've been on Windows 11 as part of the Insider preview for uh, 
when did we go down? July? Yeah. Since before, since early July. Um, and I haven't really noticed any appreciable difference in performance between Windows 10 and Windows 11. So your mileage may vary. Uh, PC Gamer, who wrote this article on their Ryzen 9 5900X test bench, also didn't notice any discernible performance difference. So maybe it's for the lower, more common and the lower SKUs of AMD processors. Um, but uh, be wary of that. There is both a Windows update and an AMD published fix in the works to smooth it out. So um, fear not. It will be resolved soon, it seems like. Also, you don't need to upgrade to Windows 11 right away. I like it, but I'm not going to stand here and pretend that it is much of a different experience to windows 10 because <laughs> really isn't you can you can hold off on the upgrade for a little bit you're not really going to notice too much difference unless you want unless you got a really fast big ssd and you can't wait to hmm. sink your mitts into that direct storage api oh boy did you see the uh the anti-apple ad from intel where they crank the cringe up to uh Whatever processor number they're on. <laughs> 1700 no. or some shit. I think shit. this would be the 1200 um, series processes. So 12900K will be the Adler Lake flagship. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, that's oh the new one. Is Alder, Alder Lake is uh, their, their newest one they're coming out with. And as a ad to promote it and promote all their... New ideas and laptops and whatnot. They uh, they pose as Apple and brought in a bunch of Apple fan people to uh, oh and, and to totally come see gotcha their new them. Apple innovations. They pulled the gotcha. They it's honeypotted, the, uh, honeypotted some Apple fan. Y'all remember those Windows Mojave commercials where they took people and and said that this was the beta for the new version of Windows, Windows Mojave, and it was just Vista. And they're like, oh, Vista's actually not so bad. Because truth of the matter is, once they hammered out the few legitimate driver support issues, Vista was not that bad. Um, basically the same thing as Windows 7. Um, but I could... Yeah. We could do a whole editorial piece on Windows Vista if we if we felt so inclined. Uh, but yes, yeah, it reminds we, me of that. We could. App. I... This this has to be so fucking fake though, because they're all walking to an office building, and they're showing them like video after video of an Apple computer that has all these new things. There is no Apple logo in sight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fake. There's no well, iPhone. The thing about no Apple, Apple computer until very recently, that. they ran on Intel. It it's like just in this past year that they've moved on to their own ARM-based Apple M1 chips for their desktop and laptop computers. Um, so Intel is obviously not at all bitter about this. <laughs> they're all, yes, they're they all so salty as heck. And uh, they are just very cringy. So if you want to go check that ad out, it's on YouTube. Uh, yes, I'm telling you to go YouTube and add. Also, mm -hmm. while you're there, 
you can check out the old Windows Mojave experience uh, yes. ads and, uh, and see that this is not the first time this tactic has been used. Mm-hmm. And it is probably about as effective as it was at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know probably as many of you have heard, uh, the newest scandal story. I don't know what the heck it is. Uh, but there was a massive security hack at Twitch where 120 gigabytes were, uh, downloaded and stolen off of, uh, or taken out of, uh, Twitch source code. It seems a little small for how massive Twitch is. Seemed like a lot of it was like also Excel files, so it can't be that yeah, big. I guess that's fair, but yeah. they haven't. Well, they supposedly haven't released all of it. Um, so uh, the other day, in a uh, part one release of, uh, uh, they're marketing it as like the "Do Better Twitch" campaign, which um, is about smaller uh, Twitch streamers being bot attacked or raid botted. Mm-hmm. Yes, like us, like us. Um, being raid botted, uh, and it specifically targets like the LGBTQ and trans community, um, where they'll get raid botted and uh, just by these random people, you know, mm-hmm. spamming slurs into the chat, which is uh, pretty uh, insane. I mean, we we've had that with like just a small person, just one person oh, yeah. coming in. It's so annoying to get like. Just if it's one. I can't imagine if it's like a bunch of people just spamming awful obscenities. Yeah. What if you're a comedian, but everyone was a heckler? It, and there's not a lot that like small streamers can do. There's some things that they can do, but it's very limited and they don't may not know everything and, and what to do specifically. And they'll have to like be on hold with like Twitch support for a while until things can get resolved. Um, and it's messed up. It is. So uh, the big the big leak uh, that everybody's talking about is what like the top yeah. so many streamers make. Uh, f- there's there were two categories that I saw. There was like a, a monthly payout that got leaked uh, from September, and then there was a October 2019 to uh, current time. So I think maybe August 2021 uh, payout from Twitch, and it ranked everybody. Uh, Critical Role uh, was in the top with uh, nine point six some odd million dollars um, XQC, and and the list goes on and on. And mm-hmm. some streamers are getting a ton of flack over it, and some are not. Right. The easiest um, the easiest dig is like are they that people are donating to these these guys and like uh, gifting um, subs and such when. <laughs> <laughs> the people getting gifted and donated to make are make three hundred thousand dollars that month. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. that's that's the economics of this sort of thing in general. This shouldn't come as a surprise yeah. to anyone. <clears throat> like a lot of these streamer girls, and I'm not trying to target them like unfairly, but there are a lot of. And it's not their fault. It's a lot of poorly adjusted young men out there who will spend ridiculous amounts of money gifting subs and shit to, you know, female streamers they find attractive. And they make like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month just sitting in front of their camera talking to their chat 
It's like fuck, man. I'm in the long, long, wrong line of work. <laughs> well, it should be noted that I don't think um, I, I'm trying to pull up the uh, the leak right now. Um, it wasn't like it actually for like the highest paid streamers. It, a lot of them weren't the the female. Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I, I only know like this for like. Stuff. I see here like Asmongold and. XQC, yes. Hassan Abi. The only reason I brought that up is because of um, what's your face, Paige, the former WWE wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, has a Twitch channel, and I think it came out she was making a couple hundred k a month, uh, yeah. basically just sitting down and chatting because she's she's hot and creepy guys give her a lot of money. I mean. I mean, there are some notable ones on here, like um, like Critical Role. Um, even though they are like the number one highest page member, they they are like a company. There's a bunch of people that go into that. <coughs> Production is a huge thing to make that that the wheels turn on that machine. Um, and I mean, so that nine point six million is getting dispersed amongst an entire team. Mm-hmm. They also have ad revenue, but they like can't uh, or not, ad revenue, not get money. Have, uh, it's like... like sponsorships. Yeah, and we're not. They, remember when not they started like a Kickstarter and they got like. Three thousand percent of their gold in like the first day. Oh yeah, yeah. They wanted to kickstart, so like they the kickstarted whales, their the own whales went uh, hard for uh, that shit. show. Yeah, well, it's a very popular thing, and I, I want to see that show when it gets uh, when it gets started. It should be yeah, a really. And nice, I, um, I want to clarify that none of us are like begrudging no. anyone for being successful. Like they're they're not scamming anyone out of their money. They're putting out entertainment. No. And there's expense associated with that. There's expense associated with what we do. We operate at a loss, but it's a comfortable loss for us. Um, Like, it's just and and to go into some of these, Hmm. to go into some of these people. I mean, like Tyler One is like a relatively new lol content creator on uh, Twitch, and and he doesn't have like massive setup. He doesn't have a massive production, but he's. He's successful in because people like watching him. Like mm-hmm. you can't. It's no on, different on than that. any and other entertainer. These... Like, yeah. but you and I mean, yes, you take... watching. If you donate to a streamer, what the fuck are you doing? Unless it's us. Yeah, and I want to. Like I said, I we operate like at a loss. We'd like to break even one of these years. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of these, uh, one of these streamers, uh, Hassan, uh, Hassan Piker from the Young Turks, originally, but now is a streamer. Uh, making big Sigma grind set moves. Just bought a house. How dare he? Uh, I stole that from Philip DeFranco, but still, um, he's been getting ragged out. I mean, he's in number 13 on here, and people are hitting him hard because of his political views. And he doesn't do a ton of sponsorships, and all he does, he just runs an hourly ad, and he has a sub count that's uh, very mm-hmm. uh, public, like right up on his stream. So, like, anybody could have figured out his monthly income by just doing some math. It's like, this wasn't surprising knowledge. So, it's funny to see people get, like, really heated when, like, there's clearly that information's it's already like out. It's like, you, you see what fucking baseball players and football players make for working. I mean, football players especially, they work 16 weeks a year. Or, t- I guess... Maybe maybe twenty. We'll give him the benefit of that and say twenty six with like postseason, preseason. I mean, look at Brock Lesnar. He works one week a year. <laughs> Brock Lesnar wrestles <laughs> like five times a year and makes three million dollars a year 
as a downside guarantee. Plus all his merch royalties. Yep. It's fuck. If you are popular as an entertainer, you will make a lot of money for not doing a lot of work. And that's it's just how that works. I mean, you're providing a service for people and you're paid what the market will bear. Although the most interesting thing to me to come out of this Twitch data leak is that Twitch was developing a secret Steam competitor codenamed Vapor. Well, isn't that ironic? Mm. Great. Literal vaporware. Great. Well, I, I, it's funny because, um, you know, Steam and Vapor. Hold on. Steam and Vapor, yeah. Yeah. The uh, the other interesting thing I wonder if anything is going to come from this is uh, if we're going to see any clapback from like YouTube or response from YouTube where they start offering people partnerships now that they know what they make. Uh, that's a little bit more specific and public knowledge. You can say, hey, why don't you keep your sponsorship deals? We'll partner with you and you run an ad X amount of times. You know, maybe it's less than uh, what Twitch is running, so you have more. Uh, you know, content that people want to see with less ads, and uh, you'll come on over to our platform. Maybe do Is a little, YouTube still, little steely, steely still full court pressing to compete with. Twi- I think after they shut down YouTube Gaming, they kind of conceded that they lost that fight. I don't. Know, I think they they still do. I some mean, yeah, they still do it, and they have the their their like sponsored content creators. But I don't know that they're gonna invest in. And that sort of thing. Like, I, I'm sure that if they they wanted to, I'm sure they were privy to how much these people were making. Yeah. I mean, they're owned by Google, uh, and, and Google knows everything about you ever. <laughs> and it also doesn't make a whole lot of sense, um, you know, come to think of it. It's like, why, why give up Twitch and go to YouTube and risk it when I can just rip my videos off of Twitch and upload them? And edit them myself and put them on YouTube anyways and make money that way off of it. So it's like, hmm, I can I can see a reason. I not mean they to, already yeah, you like know. YouTube's getting the cut of the ad revenue because most streamers have a YouTube channel that they mm. upload to. And as popular as the most popular Twitch streamer is, their traffic while streaming is always less than their traffic for the uploads on youtube yes yeah that's why it's always funny because it's like everybody's getting pressed about the twitch streaming payouts and meanwhile the top youtube earners are laughing in their golden thrones yeah i shudder to think it's just not even comparable money they're hauling in um ilphonic developers of the critically Beloved and legally uh, quagmired Friday the 13th game are working on a new Ghostbusters game, presumably based on the upcoming movie. Um, <laughs> based on their upcoming new lawsuits they, that they want to keep going. Remember, the answer is Slime Tether. <laughs> it's true. They just That's the only evidence they need. Ghostbusters, Sony comes after them. Like, yeah, you own this property, you own this IP, but Slime Tether. Slime Tether. Sir, it's a, it, this is a, le- 
it's a real defense. I uh, <laughs> the jury, precedent here. Jerry just shrugs. I mean, we we find the fucking defendant not guilty. <laughs> Slime tether. Uh, the, cap- the the plaintiff picks up his evidence and then it's just tethered to the table. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck. Um, Capcom is shifting focus to the PC to be its main platform for games in the future. It makes sense. You develop games on PC. Might as well just release what you developed on your SDK instead of porting a console game to PC. Uh, Hopefully this means that we will have better performance of Capcom's PC games because Resident Evil Village on release, largely uh, due to the Denuvo DRM client, ran like Mm -hmm. shit. Oof. Um, don't use Denuvo as your DRM. It's effectively fucking spyware. All right. The time has come. All right. We'll give you ample time. Should say that, you know, that it's time to let there be carnage. The carnage that he'll. I would have loved wreak. if they let there be carnage. Or, you know, Venom in a movie called Venom. Let there be carnage. Let me start off by saying I really like this movie. You can't even do it with a straight face. <laughs> I thought it was a really good movie. And I thought it had a lot of a lot of stuff to offer. Um, this would have I thought it had a great character arcs and developments for the the actors inside of it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, what the hell? It's a, it, oh, that's a symbiote talking, Jake. Acid reflux. It's the Sony symbiote. Um, <laughs> yeah, the symbiote. yeah. This movie would have been better Shit. if it was another movie. I, <laughs> um, I I almost could see what they're going for. Like I told I told these guys after right after I finished watching it that. It's it's a timeless movie in that it both feels fucking dated and also from the future when the writer's strike starts. So um, imagine, if you will, Venom 2018, a movie that, while flawed in many ways, presented a buildable foundation for a sequel where mistakes could be cleaned up, characters refined, and an enjoyable movie experience had for all with the addition of a more compelling antagonist and the toning down of some of the uh, sophomoric humor present in the in the first movie. Now imagine, if you will, a movie that learned zero lessons from its predecessor and instead chose to lean into with such fucking frivolity everything that did not work in the first movie and shat out this sequel where you introduced Venom's most noteworthy antagonist and killed off said antagonist in the same fucking movie now I'm sure they'll find some bullshit way of bringing him back Toxin's not an antagonist, though. 
toxin. They they do hint at toxin. Sorry. Toxin. Um. <laughs> you saying it louder will make it happen, Jake. No, I mean it's happening. Like they. Why else would you have a cop named Patrick Mulligan in the movie and then have his eyes glow blue at the end if they weren't going to do toxin? It doesn't make any sense I... given the origin of toxin in the comics. But sure, go ahead. Put Toxin in your next movie. I don't give a shit, because the movie's going to be shit, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he would be Toxin, because there was never a scene where... Well, I mean, we're getting into spoiler I already territory already. spoiled the end yeah. of the movie. Um, the biggest um, spoiler that needs to be spoiled uh, is that they decided to make, like... Venom, the rowdy gay friend uh, in this movie, which might be good as a character of of something, of just a generic alien symbiote thing, but not not as Venom. Um, if this was a like weird odd couple movie about like an alien that's like living with this dude and it's like kind of a weird, violent like uh odd couple relationship okay could work could do something with that uh that's not what venom is it doesn't matter how many times you say the words lethal protector in the movie it's not going to become that like he was trying to manifest lethal protector i get it this was i get yeah, it i understand did that the fucking motivation. screenwriters read the secret like if you say the words in the movie enough It'll become that. The like, you can't screen... just say the tagline of the movie and it becomes a better movie. <laughs> yeah, I I had some I had some glaring issues with the movie with the fact that I, I did not like this movie. It was it was so, so meh. Bad that visuals. I was just like, okay. Horrible Bad script. visuals. Uh, I, I wish they, like, focused on some elements a little bit more instead of doing a shaky cam. And maybe that's a part of, like, cutting corners with cg which i didn't think it was too bad it was just very busy sometimes there were a couple really nasty um, shots there were a couple really nasty shots but like they they had the shaky cam and they moved quick and they cut over here and they they cut really cut a lot of corners with with mm-hmm. cg uh and i think that was to mitigate some of that um venom my my biggest issue with venom um i couldn't understand a word he was saying and they decided in this movie to have more Venom speaking roles, mm-hmm. speaking lines. Because he's um, the chatty guy. He's, he's you know, he's the, the chatty, chatty guy. alien. Which I get. Totally, that's and Venom. Not too bad, but they they mutilated his voice to the point where it was like, ah, oh, what are you saying? Why is it like a chalkboard? This Like scratching in, in, like, in my ears. I could not understand like most of what he was saying uh, where... Damn, it probably would have been better if if he could. Oh, I understood him just fine, Um, and you did not miss out anything. Yeah. I have never seen a character so bastardized in his own film adaptation before. Like, uh, fucking Ghost Rider was done more justice than Venom. It's, It's fucking inexcusable. This is a character... That people really like. Venom is the most popular villain in the Spider-Man character. More popular than Green Goblin. More popular than Doc Ock. And we waited years. Venom movie was rumored to be in development in 2012. 
And here we are a decade later and we get a second Venom movie that is far worse than anything that would have come out in 2012. It's not Venom. Sure, there have been jokier iterations of the character, but it's a sarcastic kind of humor. It's not this fucking juvenile, sophomoric fucking party frat dude alien guy who that that's that's what I'm going to refer to him as party frat dude alien guy because it's not fucking venom the symbiote shouldn't be called venom like i i understand that it was still venom when it beca- when it attached to mac gargan but that's bullshit like it wasn't venom when spider-man had the symbiote venom is specifically eddie brock and this symbiote but that's that's the least of the fucking issues with the yeah. character here um venom's barely in the fucking movie he does no action until the climax. Um, mm-hmm. After having an entire movie dedicated to him and Eddie not necessarily seeing eye to eye and getting along, you do that again in this movie. We don't need to see it again. No one wanted to see Venom and Eddie Brock on the outs for two qu- two thirds of this fucking movie. That's not what anyone want wanted to see. Action? <laughs> I didn't want to see the fucking you know breakup scene where the TV gets thrown out the fucking window and the symbiote and the host fight each other in a slapstick manner. That's not what anyone wanted out of this movie. You don't need to have Venom be a comedic character. That's what you have fucking Spider-Man for. Sir, how could you say there's no Venom in this movie when you literally had a scene where it's just Venom in a rave with glow sticks all over him? A loud rave. Yeah, what That's the exactly song Venom where Venom is going. wants to be. Is it a loud-ass rave? Um, yeah, like symbiotes are n- notoriously, <laughs> notoriously fans of loud music. <laughs> Man, it would have been it would have been great if they were to like have like a, a feedback, uh, like yeah. an accidental feedback thing on a mic and have him freak out. Hey, that's a good point. Maybe he can't. Did like, he drop the mic in that scene? On. Yes. There yes, was, they did do a screen. hot. They did. They did a hot mic when he grabbed the mic too. Like it's it it <laughs> so fucking inconsistent. <laughs> um, I I liked, I liked Carnage's debut scene. I did not necessarily yeah. understand how Cletus Cassidy biting Eddie Brock created a whole nother symbiote, but. Sure, if you have to make that how you get him in the movie, then go for it. Um, I don't think this movie I, needed I, I Shriek. If you're this not going to do... needed to be rated R. If you're going to do fucking Maximum Carnage, do Maximum Carnage. Don't fucking just have Shriek in there for the sake of having Shriek in there. Used to terrible effect, I might add. Um, no dramatic stakes were placed on that particular twist, if you could even call it that. Um, it would have been it would have been so much better if, like... Because I was like, oh, what's obviously going to happen is she's going to, like, use her abilities, and then Carnage is going to kill her. And then Eddie, and then Cletus is going to have, like, a, so a that's, break or something. They hinted they were going that's there. That's where I really and then they started never did to... It dislike how they did carnage i was i was digging it in the beginning 
But when Carnage, the symbiote, started, like, doing its own thing, and it wasn't in lockstep, that's, like, Carnage's whole fucking main yeah. characteristic, is that the symbiote and Cletus bonded so completely together that they shared a consciousness. They referred to themselves as I instead of we. That is, like... The main thing about Carnage, other than him being red. <laughs> but it's a red one. Instead, you have to have the scene where Venom says, oh, no, that's a red one. We yeah, gotta he go. fucking and pussies out. And he beats him with the power of friendship. I like. <laughs> Isn't that Venom? And then through yeah, the power Venom, of uh, no promise of coward. heads. <laughs> it's, it's fucking inexcusable. I can tell that the, right, the screenwriters at least... Skim the Wikipedia page because there were references, just like in the first movie. I mean, Carlton yeah. Drake and the Life Foundation, that's a deep cut separation anxiety reference. And, you know, you had mm -hmm. Ravencroft here, and you had other mentions from the comics, you, Pat Mulligan and the Tease of Toxin. So clearly. They had the Essus? The Essus? Uh, is that what it was called? The Essus uh, Orphanage or whatever? St. Estes. Yeah, Estes. Not the church. Yeah. St. Estes, That's yeah. Part of, that was a comic book reference? You had... Clearly, they like skimmed the Wikipedia, so they had these terms that they put into the script, but they didn't actually ever fucking read a comic, and that's painfully obvious, because none of the characters are at all like they should be. And I'm... I'm like, you can change something from... The, I'm not saying you have to be a slave to the source material. If you can change something so that it works better, go ahead and change it. But I'm sorry, Tom Hardy's portrayal is not fucking Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock's not this weird fucking hipster doofus. Eddie Brock is a, a fucking, depending upon the comic you read, a near Olympic level athlete and straight A student who, you know, fucking went into reporting to change the world to finally earn the approval of his father. Not some weird fucking hipster doofus who wears a Detroit Lions jersey despite, or Letterman jacket, despite being from New York and living in San Francisco. <laughs> Not sure where the connection to the Lions comes in or the city of Detroit. Not to mention the fact that Venom is the one who has to like do all the legwork in terms of mm -hmm. like, uh, oh, you know how where are we going to find the extra bodies from Cletus Cassidy? Where how are Although, we going to uh, attack him? How are we going to like bait him out? Like, it was Venom doing all the. Remember how Eddie Brock was supposed to have like a subplot about becoming a famous reporter, uh, and then they starved that like a third world child and left it in an alley to just like die a death. Um, they just. Didn't no the the new TV and the mm -hmm. the motorcycle the, okay those yeah, the, you know a whole two lines of dialogue yeah yep they really fucking squeeze that top, one baby um yeah they, they could they they could have done like, so much more I like the Not parts this where was... uh, Tom Hardy slipped into his English accent because he couldn't he didn't care enough <laughs> to uh, get a second take remember when the first Venom slipped? movie came out and the critics were kind of mad on it and Tom Hardy's like. Oh, trust me, like, I the, I wanted to do it a lot differently, but they kind of stifled it. Well, he's credited as a writer on this movie, so if this is your vision, Tom Hardy, I'm fucking glad they stifled you in the first movie. I like Tom Hardy a lot as an actor. He's my favorite part of Inception. 
I loved him as Bane. Yeah, fantastic Bane. Eddie Brock, I was skeptical at first. After the first movie, I'm like, eh, okay, he has some weird ticks that I don't necessarily like, but it was better than Topher Grace. This movie, I'm not sure it was better. It wasn't worse. He's all twitchy, yeah. too. He still has that, like, that twitchy, like, I, uh, uh. I don't See, know now, what that's me about. Me not being acquainted with any of the character, I, I almost thought that was, uh, I thought that was almost a reasonable characterization, is that he's kind of, like, from the outside, he just kind of looks like a meth head. Like, he's just tweaking it at every stage of his life. Um, They couldn't, was it? How, uh, was this movie made entirely out of cliches or like 90% out of cliches? I mean, entirely, I think. Lethal Protector. Lethal Protector. Yes, we know that was Let the name of his carnage. first solo comic. We were. Let there be carnage. We were missing the, um, just the musical protector. montage. We didn't get the musical montage of them doing their own thing. Like. You know, Venom walking down the street as the neon signs pass him in the night. You know what would have been better than saying lethal protector? Showing Venom being a lethal protector of the city. But then you'd have to have him do eat a person, and you can't do that in your PG-13 movie. You don't have to have him eat a person. He can just throw them against the wall and imply that they're dead. Like, they they did. He did. Once. He threw them against the garbage. And it really didn't work out. And they were arguing throughout the entire thing, and it was weird. I, I the, the thing that I, what did not resonate, and the thing that I'm picking up now, I'm trying to, like, think back and, and, and different action scenes. Even though there wasn't many action scenes. The very few action scenes like there, there were when we had Venom out. Uh, him fighting does not, like, reflect at all on his actual persona. I don't know. There, you should. There should be a rough and gruff and a grittier type of uh, of characterization to the Venom symbiote because his battle style is more brutal and he's a big brute. Instead, he's like this sarcastic little bitch the entire time, and he's like, "Oh, oh, it's everything is you, 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 you. I need to eat like a head." Venom's got to be funny. He's a funnier character that we've ever had before. And he can we be can, fu- all we have to do is make him get him working. Yes, because if there's one thing that uh, defines the dynamic between Spider-Man and Venom, it's that Venom's the humorous one. You know what also really defines Venom's character? Uh, the symbiote and Eddie Brock arguing, which is such a big part of his character that until the 2018 Venom comic, uh, I had never seen the symbiote talk on the pages of a comic panel before. Like, yeah, influences the thoughts of the host. And yeah, maybe you can have the head come out as sort of a visual representation of that. If you want to use that device. Uh, But they shouldn't bicker like a fucking married couple the entire goddamn movie. If you you can do that a little bit in the first movie because it's an origin story. I will forgive that. But in the sequel, I want to see Venom. That was the word printed on the fucking ticket that I spent $18 to watch an IMAX. <laughs> I want to see Venom do shit. Not toss one fuck against a garbage can 
and then fight Carnage at the end of the movie after I waited through fucking an hour of bullshit. Where you don't even, where you don't even follow, movie, yeah, it was like least. an hour and a half. Where you don't Minimum even fucking follow the rules you established in the first movie. Why was Mrs. Chen able to host Venom? Does that make any sense? All the other fucks died, presumably, because that was the thing in the first movie is they couldn't find an adequate host for the symbiote. They all kept dying. Eddie Brock mm-hmm. was the only one that could host it. It's what made him special. But you don't even fucking follow that flawed line of logic from your first goddamn movie. This movie sucked. I have very little to say. There's one good scene, and that's the first scene where Carnage appears and he breaks out of the prison. That is the only good scene in this movie. I wish I could say the climax was good, but it wasn't. It was way too busy. They didn't focus on the fight between Venom and Carnage. They had all this other fucking tertiary nonsense that dominated the screen time. You had fucking Dan or whatever his goddamn name is coming in with his fucking hairspray flamethrower to save the day. Yeah, I really fucking needed Dan to save the goddamn day in this movie called Venom. Let there be carnage. Dan, let there be carnage. Venom gets his ass kicked the entire time. (laughs) I I also don't understand how... So Venom doesn't even beat Carnage. Carnage wipes the floor with Venom. And the only way Venom wins is by Shriek turning on Carnage... For reasons? Well, she liked... I like, guess she I liked remember she, uh, Cletus, yeah, they but were, didn't like Carnage. She liked Cletus. Um, and they're very Fine. separable, of course. As of, She said that's too much Shriek, when he was oh, yeah, carrying the body. He was going to kill the girl. The woman. And Shriek says Who, that's too much? Fucking Excuse me. Super important this movie again for no they basically ran back the plot of oh Eddie lost her and yes. and he wants her back and Venom's in love with her for reasons that are never quite explained. It's it's just all fucked up. Like oh god damn it's it's almost irredeemably bad. And not in that like the doom annihilation way of being irredeemably bad. It's irredeemably bad in the sense that it's a soulless movie that does the bare minimum to show in theaters and make money, but clearly doesn't give a fuck about any of the characters in it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually quite surprised that it, it made that much money. Well, I mean, the first well, movie made a lot of money and I, and you know, it's Carnage. Carnage is a popular character. Carnage is a character that hasn't been in a movie before. So there's interest from that angle. But wasn't the first movie also just a, a symbiote versus it was, a symbiote? Yeah. It was Venom and Riot. And I guess Riot Riot was Riot, okay. a boss symbiote, despite, you know, being spawned from the Venom symbiote in the comic. But again, if you have to change something to make the story work in the movie, that's fine as long as it works. I mean, that one worked okay. I watched a lot of Venom in recent weeks kind of on accident because that was like the movie I was testing out different compression settings mm-hmm. for uh, 4K Plex playback. So I watched the movie like 
in pieces like three or four times over the past couple of weeks before I saw yeah. this. So I'm I'm intimately familiar with the first movie, and yeah, okay. So it was Riot. I, it's okay. So that's what I have a problem with on, in a lot of these superhero movies where it's 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 the and this one in particular match. is just this. It's the mirror match. It's the mirror match. And at least this one had like, okay, Carnage was the spawn of of Venom, which is supposed to be. Uh, a power upgrade is supposed mention. to be stronger. Like, there's no acknowledgement they from Venom that that's his that. spawn. Like, that was a big part of the Carnage introduction in the comics. Is yeah. like Venom's like, oh, that's my spawn. I have to kill this thing dead. Um, mm-hmm. although they do work together briefly to fight Spider-Man, because if there's one thing they they hate more than each other, it's Spider-Man. Um. So uh, and like I, it would have been nice to at least get like a like a lowdown from Venom, be like, oh yeah, like maybe they hide or something like that, or like a, a brief introduction, like where Venom is like, holy shit, that one's red, like that's like I spawned that or something like that, like that I created that, yeah, accidentally or something like that. I, I don't know. The color of the symbiote has never <laughs> been important before, but they felt the need to to point out that obvious fact and that that really fucking soured me on the movie i was like because i liked the first carnage scene and i was like okay all this bullshit before can be forgiven if we get this awesome venom versus carnage showdown in the climax and he bursts through the door and i'm like okay it's about to go (laughs) down i'm ready for this i've waited fucking nearly a decade to watch this throw down on a movie screen. And then Venom just pussies out and is like, oh, that's a red one. Let's get out of here. I'm like, remember that scene where Carnage broke out and he turned into the Tasmanian devil? That was a little weird, yeah. <laughs> he just did a fucking tornado spin move. <laughs> I was hoping that was like a thing from the comics where like, that was his signature move. I'm not familiar hoping with it. I, from your confession, <laughs> You're from your confusion, I'm guessing it, it might Man, not be. I, I mean, I'm uh, sure PG, someone can find a panel where he does something similar, but I I mm. don't recall. I've read yeah. all of Maximum Carnage in his in, initial introduction arc. Mm-hmm. I'm The PG-13 rating also heard it for me, because just talking about Carnage, um, there are a whole lot of entirely intact dead bodies everywhere. Uh, they kind of looked like they were just knocked out. There are a lot of like headless a ones, though. By an iron a lot, can. There were, there was a there lot were of a few stabs. headless ones. I'll give them credit where credit's due. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I just had hoped that it would look like a corridor from Aliens. Look it, at that point, you can do more violence than they did and still have a PG thirteen rating. I mean, fucking look at Men in Black. The blood's yeah fun colors but it's still a very gory movie when you take a step back and look at it. They also had a lot of dark scenes in here. They could have hidden it in the dark. And left a lot of stuff. Yeah, or you can like cut away that. from the moment of impact. Like There are tricks to do it in PG-13. Just because the movie isn't rated R doesn't mean you can't have it be like violent or or spooky or, mm-hmm. or, or like serious. Like. Also made the one f bomb that was dropped very noticeable too. Oh, I did a, there's you, your you lot, man. I felt that way. I I sympathized with Venom at the end. I was like, "Fuck this." Yeah, it was fuck that guy. That was 
I, this movie existed for one reason and one reason only, and that was the post credit scene. And I think that's why this did so well in theaters. I mean, so that's why everyone went. All the sh- all the shit we've talked about, like it really is inconsequential because the only thing anyone's going to remember about this movie is the post credit scene, where they're sitting on a beach in Cabo watching TV. Venom's about to show Eddie Brock the secrets of the universe, and then Spider Verse happens, and all of a sudden. They're in the Peter Parker, far from home, no way home dimension, and J. Jonah mm-hmm. Jameson, Tom Holland universe on the TV yeah. doing his Infowars show, and Venom sees Spider Man is like mm, that guy, even though they have no connection in this universe. I was gonna say I don't get that. Like I, I maybe I, because from what I remember in the show and. What I'm assuming is similar. The, the show, comics. the Spider-Man animated they must series, meet first did a really good job with the Venom arc. They adapted it very faithfully. Mm-hmm. Um, they changed. They shuffled some characters they meet around. First, right? Yeah, the symbiote is first introduced in Secret Wars, and it's Spider-Man's. Like Spider-Man and the symbiote do business together for like a couple months worth of comics, and then, well, just like Spider-Man three. Sure, like Spider-Man 3. And then they have this scene, Spider-Man realizes that the symbiote's like making him more violent and he doesn't he doesn't like that. So they do the scene in the church where he rings the bell and the symbiote flees and the symbiote tracks down the one person who hates Spider-Man as much as he does, Eddie Brock, and Venom's born. And thus one of the most popular and one of my favorite comic book characters in history was written. And then years later, fucking spawns a shitty ass movie that only only thing anyone's going to talk about is the post credit scene, which sets up another movie that I don't know why I'm excited to see the shitty Venom. In. No. Yeah. It's going to take it like down a notch. Um Maybe maybe the Marvel that's my one hope turn him into a villain. My one hope is that if you if 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 the people who are writing the Spider-Man movies, if Kevin Feige or whatever his fuck his name is, gets to work with the Venom <coughs> character, maybe just maybe they can turn him around. Because they can they've done yeah. like you can criticize them a lot for making things a little too lighthearted at Marvel Universe. You know, that was a big criticism of Ultron when they did Ultron. Because, like, in the trailer, he was really creepy and, and spooky and, like, intimidating. And then no then in the movie, they they had James Spader make Tony Stark jokes. Um, but when it came to Thanos, Thanos was serious. Thanos didn't make any fucking jokes. Yeah. So they have it in them. They can yep. do that with Venom. Uh, and Thanos could have been ripe with jokes if they ever did the whole death love interest plot line, but they never they did. did. They, never, they never they didn't have the balls. Um so here's my kind of here's weird. my awful, awful prediction for Spider-Man No Way Home. So we have we have Venom, and Venom is he's a large, some would say hulking kind of version of that kind of looks like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And we're getting all these universes together. So the the most cynical and darkest part of my brain is now imagining the Spider-Avengers, where you have 
um, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man as Captain America Spider-Man. You have Andrew Garfield Spider-Man as Hawkeye Spider-Man. You have Venom as um, Hulk Spider-Man. You have Miles Morales as Thor Spider-Man. You have Gwen Stacy or Spider-Gwen as Black Widow Spider-Man. And then you have Tom Holland as Spider-Man Spider-Man. And they do the Avengers circle shot, but it's just all Spider-Men. To take on the combined (laughs) might of Doc Ock, Green Goblin... Sandman and all the other God you might be Lizard, right. Lizardon. <laughs> I hate that that's even that's even a possibility. Also, put the fucking symbol on his chest and back. Why are you omitting that? Why are you omitting his most recognizable characteristic? He did just eat Carnage. Maybe he got a power upgrade. Oh, I didn't see. Oh, remember when Carnage ate a person went power up? Well, yeah. that was to signify he, when Carnage eats somebody, he does get a power up. That's I I know see, that's, that's comic book. That's accurate. that uh, that movie technique of tell don't show. Yes, a. Uh, I like that. I like that because I feel like that could be a speech bubble or something like that in a comic, and I'm like. So oh, I don't know how I much. Uh, as Tom Hardy wrote the story, uh, maybe, and Kelly Mars. Oh, Andy Circus directed yeah. this shit. Which makes so much sense. <laughs> I, I don't know how much blame to place at the feet. Oh, well, this makes a ton of sense. Fifty Shades of Grey Lady wrote this movie. Erica Mitchell? Kelly Marcel. Oh, okay. I'm like, wait, did oh, E.L. James the write movie? the fucking the, movie? The movie. Um, I guess she's, she's a writer on the first Venom, too. But... She was like one of three writers who did the screenplay. And she's the only one who's listed as a screenplay writer on the sequel. So Andy Circus cites the odd quote the odd couple as an influence on the relationship between Eddie Brock and Venom. They're figuring out how to be with each other. Eddie is struggling with Venom, who's like a manic toddler, while Venom feels trapped in Eddie's body. Did he watch Venom 1? So we can lay all the blame for how shit this is at the feet of Andy Serkis. All right, well, that's... He obviously missed the first one. He thought this was the first one. Okay, but I have a big problem with the characterization of Venom as a manic toddler. That's not the character. You know, the famous Venom. Yes, Manic that was toddler. that was the name Lethal of the first comic series, Venom, Manic Toddler. <laughs> Ven- Manic pr- Protector. To- lethal <laughs> Toddler. <laughs> That's better, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Eddie Brock is wearing a Mumford Phys Ed t-shirt and a Detroit Lions jacket throughout the movie, which mirrors what Eddie Murphy's Axel Foley wears in Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. Is that what that's about? Why? <laughs> Why would you what allow that sense does that make? <laughs> Venom 2 coming to America. Eddie Brock, Beverly Carnage, Hills Carnage, trading Cop. places. <laughs> Oh man, this is this. I would have preferred Dan Aykroyd as Cletus Cassidy. <laughs> oh my God, he could—he's just crazy enough to to have it happen. 
<laughs> Woody Harrelson wasn't terrible. Um, it was, but it was a little too much Woody Harrelson in a bad wig versus Cletus Cassidy. Cletus Cassidy, yeah. I feel like it needed it. It needed to be a little more Silence of the Lambsy. Like I want a trail of bodies for him it to needed follow. Needed to be a lot more Silence of the Lambsy here. I, I... Oh my god! Apparently this this love like relationship breakup thing has been in the works for a while. The working title during production was simply Venom Two. Uh, Venom Two. At one point, Sony considered releasing the movie under the title Venom: Love Will Tear Us Apart. That's awful. Is this... Wait, when they pitched Alien Ghosts to... Oh, after a suggestion from Andy Serkis, who was a fan of the British New Wave band. Fuck Joy Andy Serkis. Fuck. Do you, know how many, do you know how many credits he has? As a director? Unlike movies? Five. Five. The answer is five, including this movie. Uh, guess how many of them are like actually notable movies like movies you've heard um, of I'm going to cheat one two yeah. including this movie the other one was Mowgli Legend oh, he directed of the, the Heavenly Sword video game movie y'all remember Heavenly Sword of course you don't Andy Circus. I don't even know legendary mocap guy. Stick to that and stay far fucking away from Venom. God, man, why did they get I, yeah, him? Yeah, I don't know why they didn't bring back because they were out of money. <laughs> I, I mean, they didn't give a fuck anymore. So the other, the other bit of trivia was that they did replace the original directors with somebody else with Andy Circus. Uh, yeah, Ruben Fleischer was the director on the first Venom. They had like a series of three directors. Um, sorry, let me. Yeah, Ruben Fleischer, who uh, did yeah. you know, Zombieland and so, not much else, but. So Andy Serkis was announced as the new director of the sequel over Travis Knight, Rupert Sanders, and Rupert Wyatt. I don't know if that's who won it out or if he was the only if they were replaced. One of those names that sounds even vaguely familiar is Travis Knight. But yeah, they were they were definitely just gonna replace Ruben Flesher, like regardless. So I mean I I'm not whatever. surprised that I'm it's Sony. Of course, they were going to fuck it up. Yo, at least Rupert... Uh, Travis Knight at least has, has done some stuff, though. Kubo and the Two Strings, Paranorman, Box Trolls, Bumblebee. Some of his notable yeah. things. I mean, Ruben Flesher seemed like a good pick on paper. I mean, Zombieland, tonally, kind of similar to what you'd want out yeah. of the Venom movie. Oh, I would do it. Like, and, like... Slightly the, comedic the first, action movie? Like, you can have comedy in the movie, but Venom should not be the comedy character. That's what you have other characters for. And there were so many times where they, they wanted to have Venom be the straight man and, like, not take a joking... He, like, he doesn't know how to human because he's a fucking symbiote. It makes sense. That's why he said, thank you, one guy in the crowd. 
But other times he's like, oh no, don't kill those chickens. That's Sonny and Cher. They're a couple. They belong together. What? Yeah, uh, not to mention that the symbiote gains all the knowledge of the host, so it would know everything about being a human that Eddie Brock knows about being a human, because that's how this fucking works. But no one bothered to actually read a Venom comic before writing this movie, so I'm not surprised that they fucked everything up. So uh, if you haven't guessed by this point, don't watch Venom Let There Be Carnage. Google the post credit scene to get the only thing of value that can be gained from this movie. And, you know, they're really setting up Spider-Man No Way Home to be an absolute clusterfuck with all the shit they're trying to shove into the movie. So get ready for that. Get ready for the Spider-Ventures. Or No Way Home. Did I say forever? Whatever. Um, Whatever the home one is. Homecoming. Spider-Man Homebody. Yeah. Spider-Man Home Home on the Range. All right. Um, that's going to be a wrap on episode 284 of the Saturn Studs podcast. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please leave a like or I guess a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice. Um, it's one of those random acts of kindness. doesn't take much effort from you, but has a big impact on us. So we'd very much appreciate it if you do that. Uh, you can check out... You s- commenting on our podcast is better than the entire Venom movie. This is truth. You can be better than Hollywood right now. Facts. These these are truths. Sinusters.com is a place to go for old episode archives, links to YouTube channel, Twitch channel, social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook, all that stuff. We don't really ever use the Facebook, but it's there if you're a Facebook person. Um... Until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.